Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Outcomes Rocket listeners, welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast. Hey, if you listen to the show and something in it resonates, feel free to go to iTunes and subscribe and also give me a rating because uh, we've gotten a lot of emails and uh, we're really fortunate to get feedback from our listeners. I really want to encourage you all to go to the podcast, rate and review it because that's what keeps the lights on. So uh, without further ado, I want to welcome a wonderful guest. Her name is Chioma Okeke. She is the CEO of choosingnursing.net. Her specialty is helping nursing school graduates prepare for the NCLEX exam so they could pass on their first try and get a nursing license. Let's face it, Outcomes Rocket listeners, we have a shortage in nursing, we have a shortage in healthcare providers, and Chioma's mission is to help solve that problem. So important. So without further ado, I just wanted to extend a warm welcome to Chioma. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Chioma, why did you decide to get into healthcare period? Well, the main thing for me is that, for one, I definitely want to make a really big difference. And I don't know, I was just really, really passionate about medicine and healthcare. And I think the main reason why is because, I mean, why I was so passionate about medicine, because of I saw how much an effect it had on people's lives, like how much bad healthcare deteriorated their lives. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to improve the quality of people's lives. And I, I just found it something that was very needed. And I kind of weighed between um, being a doctor and being a nurse, but I just really wanted to help people in their health. That was my biggest thing. No, that's a big one. And it's that point where, you know, we're at our most vulnerable place and, and we need the most help. It's scary. And just it's it's a place where you could truly make an impact right away. And, and Jim, I, I can agree with you uh, wholeheartedly because that's why I decided to get into healthcare. And it's, it's a, an opportunity to, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you're going to be making an impact right away. It doesn't take yeah. years to realize that. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's awesome. So you've decided to focus on helping bring more nurses into the medical sector. Now, mm-hmm. what do you think Chioma, a hot topic that should be on every medical leader's agenda. What's a hot I, topic? I, it would definitely be to get more nurses, for sure. That would be the number one hot topic. Because when you look at it, um, the according to the United States Bureau of Labor of Statistics, they say that within by 2020, there will be mm-hmm. like a shortage of almost a million nurses. Wow. And um, that's a big number, you know, and between that and also evaluating also like being in the healthcare field and being by the patient side and just seeing, you know, like nurses like working very hard, but we're still short staffed. And, and I begin to really evaluate and think to myself, okay, how can I make a bigger impact? How can I really maximize my effort? Mm-hmm. Because me, you know, coming in day, out, I'm helping whether it's four patients that day or five patients that day is amazing. But then I thought it's still too small. And I thought, okay, if I help other people become a nurse, then I can help a lot more patients that way. So that was my biggest thing. So I thought, okay, if by maximizing and focusing on how to get more nurses, that's what really births what I do now as a choosenursing.net. 
So um, I believe that's the biggest thing. And if you notice, the number of natural disasters per year are increasing. Oh, yeah. And so as a result, nurses are the ones that's being demanded and required and needed to come to the scenes, come to the site. Like even recently with this past, you know, Hurricane Irma and then also the Hurricane Harvey, I have saw like several news reports that said, okay, we need a thousand nurses to come. And right where now. you get them from, right? You know, if, well, there's exactly, a shortage already. Exa- exactly. So I think the biggest thing is to get more nurses. I think that should be everybody's concern. You know, Chiama, it's a great point. And we have the baby boomers that are coming into the walls of the hospital. And the numbers are not getting smaller mm-hmm. as far as patients that need care. Yeah. However, the growth in nursing is not there. And so there's the natural disasters. There's the baby boomers. I mean, we're a growing elderly population here in the States. It is a crucial thing to consider. And what would you give the listeners uh, as an example of, of what you've done to help solve this problem? I would say it in two words, evaluation and research. So one of the things I begin to examine is well, why is there a nursing shortage? You know, why is it that there's not enough nurses? And I mean, beyond, you know, the things that we can't control, such as, you know, more better technology and medicine, that kind of stuff, and baby boomers, what are some of the specific reasons for nurses? And what did and, you come up with? Well, okay, so first definitely evaluated the hospital scene and just not having nurses there. But then I also look beyond that. Okay, why aren't there enough nurses in the hospital in the first place? And then I begin to evaluate and see, okay, what is the issue? Like there's so many resources that are available for people to help people pass their exam, but it seems like there's not enough nurses out there, even though there's a lot of nursing schools. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I found, I did some more research and I evaluated that. And I discovered that since 1986, over 13,000 nursing schools have been shut down. Wow. 13,000. That's a lot. Yeah, (laughs) that's a lot. My goodness. And so what really triggered me to like even determine like the number of schools shut down was because when I started to help these people, like nursing students, nursing graduates to pass the exam, I just noticed a correlation of a lot of them said, oh, my nursing school shut down. My nursing school shut down. And so I was like wondering, like, why, why is there so many getting shut down? And then, yeah. I, then I found that number, and then it made sense. And I would meet people who as early as 1996 couldn't pass their exam. 2000 still haven't passed their exam. And so I just thought to myself, if the school shut down, like if the boards of nursing decided to shut down the school because the education was not up to quality or up to par, then that means that the education that they received isn't even enough for them to pass their exam. So it literally put these people in a position where they paid a lot of money to go to school. They're in debt with loans, but huh. because they didn't get the proper education and tools, they can't pass their exam. Wow. That's a problem. Yeah. And so like, it just, it made me very, um, at first I felt very um, discouraged, but then once I started to evaluate that, what I did after that is I began to assess and begin to talk to these students and then assess what they're not getting within nursing. What are the specific areas that they're struggling? Like, what are the connections that they're not making? Right. And then provide the solution, and then they pass. So literally, like, once I really put this into my business where I just started assessing and giving them the solutions, assessing and giving them solutions, I noticed that people, I've gotten people who as early as 2009 and now passed their exam. 
people awesome. who went through, failed their exam four times and then passed, uh, graduated in 2012. People who have failed five times and have passed and then passed their exam. That's so, wonderful. Yeah. So the, the biggest thing was really identifying and pinpointing what they're not seeing because they didn't gain it from their education and then show them that and then teach them it differently and then they pass their exam. So no, that's, that's how I build results. That's really cool, uh, Chioma, and, and congratulations on, on building a model that works. And to the listeners, whatever you may be doing right now, I wanted to have Chioma on, on the show because this is an example of taking healthcare in your own hands. You want a healthcare system that's going to work? Well, guess what? It's not going to happen. Yeah. It just doesn't just happen. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I wish. <laughs> right? Um, you get what you deserve. You get what you put work in to get. And so mm-hmm. don't think that somebody is going to flying in from the skies with a cape yeah. and save everything, right? And so mm-hmm. what I love that Chioma has identified the problem. She built a business around it. And now she is doing what she can she's scaling a solution to help Mm -hmm. the system get more nurses. So if you guys or gals find an opportunity, a niche that you find needs help, take notes from Chioma and the things that she's doing here because outcomes begin with the individual and what the individual does. And so I just want to say kudos to you, Chioma, for for building this. And, uh, you know, maybe next time that one of our listeners is in the hospital, Mm. they'll be taken care of by somebody that passed their exam because you were able to help them. Yeah, And so it's Amazing. that ripple effect that you're mm-hmm. creating and the ripple effect that everybody listening to this show can create. It starts with you. It starts with believing and it starts with identifying that area that you can impact. So mm-hmm. huge, Chioma, huge. I'm so glad that you shared that with us. Mm-hmm. Can you give me an example of a time when things weren't going well, a setback that you had and what you did to overcome and and maybe the pearls that came out of it? I would say my very first nursing job was the biggest setback that I thought would not, I wouldn't be able to overcome. It was my first job and I was in a position where I had, I want to say it was five patients. And so I was struggling so bad. Right. They were precept me, but they would have to change preceptors because that's how bad I was. Um, I would be overwhelmed with my patients. Mm -hmm. They would ask me questions. I didn't know the answers to everything that I, they critiqued all the things that I didn't do. and, And I was just always overwhelmed. I was always behind on my charting. I was always behind on my medications. Mm -hmm. I was always running. I was always tired. And it was my first job. Wow. (laughs) And I was thinking like, what did I sign up for? (laughs) (laughs) I just really thought I can't, I don't think I'm supposed to do this because Mm. it should be more natural. You know, I went through a great program why is this so hard for me? And the other nurses, they were impatient in their mm-hmm. faces towards mm-hmm. me, towards the attitude. I was like crying all the time. And this is not for like a couple of days. I'm, we're talking weeks. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so like weeks. Some long I was weeks. Failing. Yeah, some long weeks. And so finally, my manager at that time told me, you know what? It's either that you resign or we're going to have to let you go. I made a decision to, you know, resign. And at that time, she told me, you know what, maybe this isn't for you. Maybe you should consider doing something else. And so I really believed her because everything looked like I shouldn't. I really, really believed her. 
and I just wasn't getting it. And so after I left that job, though, I had to kind of like stop feeling sorry for myself and pick up the dust off my feet and then try it again, but Mm -hmm. somewhere else with something different. And the next job, I flourished. Like I just did really, really well. And I learned from that experience that it was never about how many times that I fell, but how many times I got up again. That's when I learned persistence and resilience and not giving up and determination from that experience. And that's kind of what you need, you know, technically to become a nurse and even just to really do well in the healthcare field. So um, that was my biggest and probably most shaking moment was at the start of my career. Oh my goodness. And and I appreciate you sharing, Chioma, because for the nurses listening and for the healthcare administrators, the companies, everybody listening to this, I'm sure you got a feel for the difficulty that a nursing position mm-hmm. encounters. I mean, mm-hmm. Chioma was crying and she didn't know what to do with all these patients, but she had the resilience to get up, do it again, and she won next time. Mm-hmm. And the note to take here is, hey, if you're in nursing, don't give up. We need you mm-hmm. to stay there. And the other thing is, if you're an administrator or if you're a pharmaceutical company or a device company, take into consideration the hard work, the sacrifice, and all the things that go into being a nurse. Because this role is one of the most important roles in the care center, and it oftentimes goes unthanked. And so, do me a favor, Outcomes Rocket listeners, when you have an opportunity, thank a nurse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say yes. thank you. Let them yes. know how they made a difference. Do you agree, Chioma? I do. I do. I think that the more nurses that we have, the better this world is. And sometimes those nurses just need to be reminded that they're needed. I love it. So whatever you do, if you want to improve outcomes, thank a nurse. And that is going to be a ripple effect that fills their soul, fills their spirit, and then goes on and they touch patients with a fuller tank instead of an empty tank struggling, running on fumes. Now, this is great, Chioma. And and so you went through the front lines of nursing. You had a tough time. It didn't work out. The second time around, it did. You were running on all cylinders. Things were working out. And then you said, I want to make a bigger impact. I want to help more people get in. What message would you give to nursing leadership? on how they could encourage their nursing staff? Well, I think the biggest thing is to remind us what we're doing and mm-hmm. why we're doing what we're doing and show us the numbers, show us the impact of what we're doing. Show us, you know, because you guys washed your hands more frequently, we noticed that the mortality rate went down. Because you guys did this, we noticed that less patients fell. Show us the numbers. Show mm-hmm. us like what, how the impact that we're making or what we're doing is making an impact. I think the biggest thing for a lot of nurses feel like is that what they're doing, maybe like from patient to patient, but overall, a lot of us feel like, you know, we're not making that much of a difference. We're just doing what we're supposed to do, which is part of our job. And a lot of nurses, if you respond to them, and they'll tell, oh, you're really making a difference. Some of them will say, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I'm mm-hmm. just doing my job. Yeah. So I, I would say the biggest thing is to show us the impact that we're making. Show us the patients that were in the hospital for three months under our care. And now they're walking and talking and they're breathing. That's how you build longevity and relationship. I think for me, one of the hospitals I worked in, 
the number one reason why a lot of people stayed as long mm -hmm. as they did was because of the relationship and that they had with the leaders. It was just the biggest thing, the relationship, the family-like yes. feeling. And we talked about stats all the time. I would say, you know, show us the impact. Show us what we're doing and how it's making a difference. That's such a great message because as a nurse, you're really the front line in the battlefield of healthcare. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it takes leadership communication to really understand the big picture because you're in the front and you're in the trenches and it's hard to see the big picture unless they show you the numbers and they communicate. Yeah. So to nursing leadership and administrators, take a note here and maybe remind yourself, maybe you're already doing it. Maybe you could do it more often, but physician burnout is real, but mm -hmm. nursing burnout is very real as well. Mm -hmm. Something to keep in focus and communicate, show the numbers, show the impact, big picture matters. Okay. So, Chioma, this has been awesome. I'm really enjoying this. We're going to go into the part of the podcast where I ask you a couple quick questions. There's four of them. Okay. And then we give the, the listeners a book that you recommend for them to listen. You ready? Okay. Awesome. So what is the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? I would say it would be education. Education, education. Educating people and then t showing people the why. That's the biggest thing. One thing I learned is that you can tell people what to do, but if you don't say the why, they're not really going to do it to the level that you want them to do it. You know, so educate, educate. Okay, this is how this decreases central lines infections when you do this. Like, this is how this lowers pressure, solar ulcers. You know, just really educating. That would be the biggest thing. Because one thing I've noticed is, especially in the nursing field, then how things have really grown is that a lot of hospitals are going, you know, magnet status. And one of the biggest right. things that they want is um, BSN nurses versus ADN nurses. Mm -hmm. And the reason why, or one of the rationals behind that is because BSN nurses are more evidence-based practice, meaning that they understand evidence and education and how that plays a role. And they notice a correlation with less mortality risks mm. with BSN nurses. Oh, and there's a correlation of less infections with BSN nurses versus ADN because BSN is more educated than ADN. Mm. That's why. So education have a strong correlation with outcomes. Educate, so, educate, yeah. educate, and mm -hmm. inform on the why. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall that should be avoided? Definitely never stop evaluating. Never stop evaluating. Because you can't educate without evaluating. You can educate all the time. And like you can tell people things all the time, but not evaluate if it's working or not. One of the things that happened recently where one of the hospitals I worked before we would educate and tell the nurses and tell the staff, we want to lower fall risk, do this, they do that. And we educate about it all the time, but we didn't notice any difference in the number of falls that we had. Yes. And we had, it was just pretty much the same, even though we were educating. Then we begin to actually evaluate on a case by case, case by case. And then we were really able to identify the specific things that's mm -hmm. causing the falls. And once we did that, then we were able to provide the solutions and we noticed a, a sudden drop Beautiful. in falls, like significantly. Mm -hmm. So evaluate, once you educate, now evaluate. Love it. Uh, that's, that's the best way. Love it. How do you stay relevant as an organization or as a nurse despite constant change? I would say focus on the people that you're helping. Even though things are changing constantly, the people, like what the people want, what they need, 
that could change or could not change. It just really depends on what they need. Like that's mm-hmm. what the reason why you create an organization or build anything is because there's an audience that you're going to help or there's a type of community that you're going to help. So even with all the changes, focus on the people that you're helping irregardless, and that will direct your path with, you know, how to implement the right changes. Excellent. What is one area of focus that should drive all else in the organization? Personally, for me, my biggest area of focus is getting more people to pass their exam, getting as many as possible to get licensed. So I'm always, I'm constantly evaluating like what I can do to improve. And I'm constantly looking to see how I can teach differently or reach them, like talk to them differently, or I don't know, just, I'm just constantly trying to get like help them help more people pass in larger quantities faster because there's not really, you know, time, there's not really not enough time. So I'm trying to help as many people to pass as fast as possible and as much as possible. So that's my area of focus, really, is getting as many people to pass. So So there you have it, Outcomes Rocket listeners. Educate, evaluate, focus on the patient or your audience, and Mm -hmm. just find ways to help these nurses get into our healthcare sphere. Mm -hmm. Joma, what book would you recommend for our listeners to read? I would say this book is not really a healthcare book, but one thing that we all do struggle with though is time management mm-hmm. in any regard. So one book, it's not my favorite book, but I do really I do enjoy Practical. it. And it's called The Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Oh, I don't know okay. if you've heard of it. Yeah, but it's, it's a, a great, great one. It's a great book about teaching you, you know, how to automate your time and manage your time and and it, he does show how it produced results, not just with him, but other cases as well. So I like it because it teaches time management. And that's, once again, an area that a lot of us can improve on to make a larger impact. So I, I would recommend that. Book. And you only have so many hours in your day, Outcome Rocket listeners. Might as well make those hours count. So mm-hmm. thanks for that, Chioma. And so for anybody wanting to download some of the, the book or any of the ideas that we've discussed, just go to outcomesrocket.com slash Chioma. That's C-H-I-O-M-A. And you'll be able to find the show notes, links to all the resources that we've discussed, and uh, best way to get a hold of Chioma, which she's going to share right now. So before we conclude, share with us a closing thought, Chioma, and the best place where the listeners could get a hold of you. I guess my closing thought would be, don't lose your passion. Don't lose your passion with what you're doing. Sometimes it can be very easy for you to lose your passion if you're doing the same thing over and over again and the routine. But sometimes you need to put yourself in front of the injustice or so to speak, like the patient's problems, their Mm -hmm. pain points, their sometimes you need to put yourself in those type of situations to remind you what you're doing. So my biggest thing, whether you're a nurse or healthcare leader or administration, however it may be, don't lose your passion, you know, keep going and keep finding ways to do better. And the way to find more about me is simply go, if you go to choosenursing.net, you can contact me via there if you want to contact me through the About Me section. My email is on there as well. And then you can learn more about who I am and other things that we do. So um, yeah, that's how you can learn about me. Chioma, thank you so much. And listeners, let's give our nurses some love. Let's improve outcomes by starting there and get more nurses into the hospitals and care scenarios that we're looking for them. Show them love. Chioma, thank you so much for for taking the time to be with us today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it all. 
Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.